is Friday, October the 18th, the 14th, not the 18th. The is 14th. it not the 13th? Friday the 13th? I know you really wish it was, but it's not. It's the 14th. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by Northcore Grains. I'm your host, Dolores Foster, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Guy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody. So, Jeffrey, we had quite the week here. We were busy at the elevator, lots of beans being combined, lots of whispers about corn being combined. Oh, corn's going to come off. Corn's, corn's going to start this weekend. Oh, it's already started some I'm places. I'm sure it started some places. We had a USDA report midweek. There was a lot going on in the market, some... Sometimes things even traded without even really anyone knowing what's going on. So why don't we get into it? Yeah, let's let's first talk about the soybean harvest. I, I let's start start with something pretty positive. For most people, soybeans have been fairly strong in eastern Ontario, maybe better than expected. I yeah, I know at least in our little pocket of the world here in North Gore, it's. Uh, we're we're pretty happy with what we're seeing. It it wasn't looking super great all yeah. summer, but um, we're happy once we get it off the field for sure. So we're positive there on soybeans, generally speaking. Corn. There's been a few people bring some uh, samples in for moisture. Yeah, we're in, we're still in the high twenties. I I suspect probably still there after the rain. But um, if the rain holds off next week, probably mid to low twenties. I'm sure we'll see people combine corn tomorrow. So. And soybeans, there's people are yeah. back in the fields even today on soybeans. So depending on how much rain you you got on uh, Thursday. You so know, what do you think combined. is the percentage combined of soybeans? Got asked that this morning, and I'm going to say 69.5% in our catchment area. Someone asked me that today too, and I said between 60 and 70%. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> I guess we're so, thinking the same thing. Somewhere close anyway. So Well, let's look at the markets. We... Uh, not a lot of price swings this at, from week to week. Uh, spot corn, harvest corn's up uh, $6, next year up 4 Soybeans were up a little bit more, $9 for this harvest. Uh, the wheat market was down, spring wheat down 3 winter wheat down 2 But the wheat market probably saw the biggest fluctuations. We woke up on uh, Monday morning to hear that Russia was bombing the Ukraine with missile attacks into new cities that they hadn't attacked in a long time and so wheat prices skyrocketed uh, what was it on monday winter wheat jumped up uh, was it like 50 60 cents yeah almost 60 cents then tuesday oh nelly that horse pulled back and, you mean uh, the market overreacted yeah the market no overreacted way. and then on tuesday it pulled back uh, like 60 percent of that gain anyways something like near 40 cents on tuesday it pulled back so it there was more of a swing in wheat and then it just kind of kept pulling back as wheat went on and geez here on friday winter wheat prices are down 31 cents spring wheat down 25 cents we did have a negative day today right across, but say wheat did have the biggest fluctuations on the week. Uh, soybean prices, they got supported on Wednesday by the USDA report. They uh, decreased yields, is that? Well, right? they decreased yields. The market was expecting soybean ending stocks for this current crop year to increase in the US. And then they came out and decreased Well, they yields. actually didn't decrease them, but yeah, they decreased yields. And they amended export data and stuff to change or leave stocks, ending stocks unchanged. 
but they did decrease ex they decreased yields and decreased export numbers. So that was termed supportive for beans. Beans jumped up uh, 29 cents within like three minutes of the market release, mm -hmm. the USDA release, and then it pulled back down to like 10 cents. It went up to 20 cents. Yeah, I think it ended up uh, 23 cents for the day. But they, you know, beans were just just kind of supportive for the week. You know, they're up, up a little bit, but uh, more than that, Probably where corn and beans came up in price was the basis levels increased because our Canadian dollar it keeps getting a little bit weaker. That U.S. dollar gets stronger, and week over week from last Friday to now, we're we're down about 80 basis points on the Canadian dollar. So that's helped uh, the basis levels this year, and that's probably where more of the support came. So what's what's I guess strengthening the U.S. dollar or weakening the Canadian dollar? Well, strengthening the U.S. dollars is continued talk in the U.S. of, you hate to say the recession. I actually read more about the potential recession again this week. The U.S. Uh, Consumer Price Index jumped up, uh, was announced on Thursday there. It jumped up 6.6% month over month. The highest I wrote there today was highest since 1982. And that really put not just our markets, but the outside markets aflutter. So with inflation jumping, they feel the U.S. Federal Reserve will have to increase their interest rates by another 75 basis points next month. Even read one article said maybe more than that. So that was that puts pressure on the U.S. dollar, or strengthens the U.S. dollar, pressure on it to increase the value so our Canadian dollar goes down. And but it was so interesting yesterday that uh, when that inflation number came out, the stock markets, everything went down hard. Our commodities went down. Oil price went down. Uh, the only thing that strengthened really was the U.S. dollar. And then somehow everything bounced back. And it seems it's probably managed money in most of those uh, different markets that had to sell some of their positions because it was going down too fast or too much. And then that ended up pushing prices back up and then once things turn positive maybe more investments came back into the market it as one of the strangest days in market trading not just for our commodities but for the outside markets that I guess I've ever really seen and that I was interested in reading about and it was uh, I told you before here Dolores I I read one article watched two videos and basically had three people saying they really didn't have a good answer why the market went <laughs> I don't like have an did. answer why the market's moving. <laughs> you know, My goodness. And I thought it that works was, in mysterious ways, yeah, that doesn't was it? Yeah, just great. So, <laughs> so a lot of outside influences this week. Uh, you know, there's U.S.-China tensions. Uh, Biden announced a bunch of sanctions this week. They're really getting hard on China with the electronics, the chip technology. They're trying to really take that away from China and any company that's dealing with China on this and mm -hmm. I it's supposedly a big big negative thing where that that wiped out a few like billion or trillion dollars on stock markets around the world for some of these chip companies and be interesting to see if China does fights back on anything uh, they've you know Z seems to be your president chairman Z or president Z whatever his name is or title is he seems to play the long game over there in China and how they fight back will 
you know, agriculture could get pulled into that, unfortunately. And this was a, a big step that Biden took this week. So exports are already down for this year, right? We uh, we talked about that before the podcast, Jeff. Yep. And, and what did you say? Was it 50? 50%. 50. 51% exports are down on corn. It's on the DTN. They're down 51% this marketing year compared to last year. So do you think, like, Biden just announced these sanctions, right, for the chip? Yeah. But is that... Do you think it's going to get worse now? or, or It just or? has the potential. So soybean exports are way down this year. They're almost a month behind in their exports out of the U.S. Remember we talked last week about the water levels in the Mississippi? Like that's something that's going to linger on yeah. all of this year, you know, the rest of this year. So they're going to be slow moving soybeans and corn out of the midwest it takes a lot longer on trucks and rail than it is in a big and, barge and boats right and more costly too absolutely you know and is that a potential negative for prices on either of those commodities mm-hmm. like so it is for the basis levels in those areas but as those commodities stockpile in the midwest that could also be a negative for prices of corn and soybeans on the Chicago. It's a, it's an interesting because, right, the USDA came out last week saying that the ending stocks are down or they're expecting them to be lower than they ever have before yep. or whatever. Oh, they're all new multi-year lows, corn, soybeans, and wheat. Right? So that means that there is a need for these these commodities in the world, but if you can't get them out to the world, yeah. then what good are they, right? So that's, I don't know. Are we going to see prices plummet? Are they going to figure out uh, something with our transportation? Well, like in, to see prices plummet, it's hard to see prices plummeting when there's so much turmoil in the world. World, You know, Russia and the Ukraine, we already talked a little bit about that on the start here with the wheat. And, you know, with what's happening there, are they going to, is Russia going to extend that trade agreement? A lot of people are saying no, they can't see that happening. And that it, that comes up like early November. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if Russia does not extend that trade agreement, that should be supportive prices for wheat and corn, probably even uh, soybeans because uh, Ukraine does export a fair amount of uh, vegetable oil into Europe, which comes from sunflowers, I guess, in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So, that, you know, that, that should be supportive prices. China is still, even if they don't buy from the U.S., they still consume a lot. They're projected this USDA report this week, I think, was increased their imports from 96 to 97 million tons of soybeans. That's a lot of beans. Yes, it is. So even if they their purchases from the U.S. decrease back down to whatever number, Brazil is projected to produce 152 to 155 million tons this year. We said before here, this past year they were 126 and 10 years ago they were 75 million so like they can feed most they can fulfill most of china's needs argentina's in there with whatever 50 million tons or something it's and they are priced cheaper right so why wouldn't china go there so transportation's cheaper they have the supplies they want to sell them so it's uh you know the market this past week we we were waiting for that usda report it set the kind of the tone for soybeans for a day, and then they pulled back the, the next two days here. Um, corn, you know, everything's negative today. It just seems like a risk-off day in the outside markets, too. Where are things going to go from here? Nobody knows. Um, 
should stay somewhat supportive because there's not that many big negative things out there. Like it's not like they're talking massive yields. We already said they're decreased yield for corn and soybeans in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So that should be supportive prices right there. But it's just been kind of it was taken more as neutral for corn and a little bit supportive for for soybeans. Ethanol consumption is or ethanol consumption and so usage of corn both were decreased with the USDA report. Exports are down for corn and soybeans, so that's negative prices. But negative production is positive price. So really, we don't know. We consider it's a lot of information to take in, but I guess. Oh. A real answer, but then again, we never really have an answer to yeah. each other. <laughs> we don't. Thing is, reward the markets when prices were good. We bought a, a lot of customers sell beans at it six eighty five, six ninety. We have a lot of targets in there at seven hundred dollars. Look at corn, still you know, three hundred and fifty dollars closing here on Friday. Uh, basis level, you know, at uh, just showing how different basis levels here. Our customer day basis level on corn, I think, was uh, two twenty-five. We're at two dollars now. On soybeans, it was four twenty-five. We're four eighty-five now. So it's the on soybeans, it's all basis that's been doing the biggest. The weaker Canadian dollar has done more to support soybean prices. On corn, that hasn't happened because of an oversupply of corn in this area For sure. in eastern Ontario. And looks like Western Ontario, Eastern Ontario, into Quebec in the last market. We'll see how this uh, this harvest goes. So it's there's always things to look at, but price is still strong. Don't be afraid to reward the market. Uh, Absolutely, doesn't hurt to keep some some crop to play with to get greedy with. I hate to say get greedy, but and I, I guess I feel like a little bit of a broken record. But know your cost of production, right? Like mm-hmm. then you get to do it again next year. Big time. So. Well, hopefully we'll, uh, everybody will have a safe harvest week. We'll get the weather won't be quite as bad as maybe it's looking on some forecasts. And we're open for corn and soybeans. And we are. Combines are rolling. The elevator will be open. So That's right. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for now. Be good.